Welcome to the Dream Money Podcast, everyone. This is a special episode. It is an anniversary episode, which means, I mean, because last year, around this time, we published our first ever Dream Money Podcast episode. Woohoo! That is very exciting, isn't it, Georgie? It is so exciting. And when we first started, we thought it was going to be the two of us and maybe two more, three more people. And look at us now. We have so many lovely, wonderful Germany friends. We have. We have. This is one of the biggest joys that I have around this podcast. I check, well, obsessively (laughs) every day or every second day how many plays we have. And currently we have around 7,500 plays, which means that... We have Dream Mining fans all around the world who share this passion and who want to hear recommendations of beautiful fics written by very talented and beautiful and passionate Dream Mining authors. Yes. It's very, very nice to be part of this community. It's very nice to feel you close, even if we don't know you in person. But um, I personally feel that I already know you <laughs> very good. <laughs> Yes, all right, so what is going to happen in this episode? Uh, first of all, uh, Georgie has a long list of uh, emails that you would like to go through, which is very exciting because, um, because our lovely fans uh, who write to us, they, they share some recommendations, they ask things, um, but, uh, they ask of recommendations specifically for something, they want access to our list, that we uh, that we um of of recommendations that we Mm -hmm. um we mention in every episode so again a reiteration if you want access to that list to all the recommendations we've ever made during uh, all these 20 20 episodes georgie yeah 21 today 21 today that is exciting then please feel free to email us at the dream money podcast at gmail.com lovely <laughs> yes and, um so first of all we're going to go through the emails and then we are going to go into the top 10 of all times which is very very exciting because a year ago we did our first top 10 ever and it was right a top now, five actually is it top, was it top five but we have a lot yeah, of recommendations Yes. Well, we had, well, we had a top five and then as always, we had a bigger top than top five because we can never just include how many we say we can. (laughs) Yes, everyone. And George's top 10 has 11 figs today. Uh, This is how it works. 12. 12. Oh, no. Now it's one more. Okay, great, great. But um, it's... I don't worry about that really because I'm sure yeah. that we have some overlaps anyway. Again, Georgie doesn't know my top. I don't know Georgie's top. Um, we are going to be like, kind of surprised. Um, mm-hmm. Compared to the fix that we mentioned last time, actually, I have different ones. So mm-hmm. things have evolved. And I know that Georgie, you're going to be surprised. So I'm really, really very excited. And I can't wait to share with you my top 10 of all things. 
Yes, I think I'm going to have some surprises and also some classics that we've talked about constantly. But before we go to the top, I think we should read some lovely emails because as you guys remember from last time, we were a little bit lazy and we did not do it in our last episode. Oh, Georgie, can you please share why when you weren't lazy, you were traveling? Okay. Can you please share us so your itinerary? So for our lovely friends who've been listening for a while, so I have decided to move closer to my family in Europe and I have decided to um, do a little visiting of all my friends from Europe to decide where I'm living. I have not narrowed down the list. Now the list has gone bigger. So mm -hmm. my plan has foiled, but I was traveling a lot. I'm staying with a lovely friend in Germany. And we this past week we were in, I have to tell you guys, in Copenhagen, where I saw so many hot men. I'm sorry, it is not something I do very often. I don't ogle men, but they are very tall and blonde. And there were so many where I was like, oh, this guy would be the perfect Draco in this thick. And this guy would be the perfect Draco in this thick. And not just possible Dracos, but just like hot men around. So I'm so sorry I didn't answer to you, but I feel like you guys would understand that the reason why I didn't answer was because, well, I was looking at hot men. So, you know. Well, right? I think maybe that's a good reason for you to move to Copenhagen, Georgie. Oh, yes, I am. Oh, by the way, as of today, I'm moving to Copenhagen. We'll see if that stands, but you know, so traveling a little bit. So I do want to tell you, if you have, guys have emailed me asking for permission for the master list and I haven't replied, just send me another email and we'll take care of it. Uh, if we've skipped you, if you've written me an email asking for recommendations and it's been a while and I haven't answered, please let me know. I, I realize I skipped some emails by mistake. So without further ado. Yes, yeah, so please, please excuse both of us. Uh, Georgie is the one taking care of the email list, but I'm very grateful that she's doing that. Uh, because I, I cannot, I do not have the capacity to do it. But you, I think Georgie has a great excuse because besides Copenhagen, she visited other places. Can you please, please tell us which ones? Oh, yes. So I've been to Copenhagen. I've been to Malmo, Sweden. I've been to Hamburg, uh, Germany and Bremen, Germany. I have been to Amsterdam, The Hague, Rotterdam, uh, Kjön or Cologne, uh, where else? Dusseldorf. Essen, so a lot of lovely, lovely, lovely places, and I'm loving all of it. So if you're from any of those places, shout out to us in the email. Yeah, and I hope that Georgie's going to move to Dusseldorf because this is one of my favorite cities, actually yeah. my favorite city in Germany. I studied in Cologne, but, but, but I, I think Cologne is a, a student city. Yeah. And I think Dusseldorf is, is one of the best places there are. A lot, but then I went to Copenhagen and all the tall, hot uh, men yeah. all around yeah. swayed my persuade. <laughs> it was very easy for me to be persuaded, let's just say that. <laughs> so let's go to the emails if it's okay with you. Oh, yes, yes. I'm sorry, but I. Oh, and one more thing, one more thing. Yes. Tomorrow, everyone, is it, it's Georgie's birthday. <laughs> so, yes, I turned 36 tomorrow. I um, am very happy about that. And I am just so happy that at this stage in my life, I still have found things that excite me and make me happy every day. And that I have so many friends from all over the world that are just as passionate about this as we are. And don't feel guilty if you're the only one in your group of friends who reads it, or if you think you're um, at an age where maybe you shouldn't read this, that's not true. There is no limit of age or um, location or anything. You can read and enjoy whatever makes you happy. Very nice. Oh, I'm so Jordan. wise. You are wise. I think the age. <laughs> yeah, next 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 month's episode because I will be already 36 and I'm only 35. It will be more wiseness. 
<laughs> okay. Is that a promise? <laughs> we have to go to the email because if not, this episode is going to be six hours long. <laughs> I'm sure it is actually. Yeah. Okay, so, lovely friend number one. Hi, I'm Christina. I found your podcast a few days ago and I feel so happy to finally find someone else who loves reading about this beautiful couple. Mm-hmm. I started listening the last episode and I would like to have access to the list of fakes although some I have already read countless times others I don't know I look forward uh, to your response and I wasn't sure if we gave her a list access to the list so she said yes I did of course that I found a lot of amazing stories thank you so much to include me I don't feel alone anymore when I hear your podcast have a wonderful weekend Christina Christina if you're listening, hi from your friends at the Dramati Podcast. This is so exciting. And no, you are not alone. We are always here with you. Stressing about how will we have time to read all these lovely things. The next email is from Sally. So Sally says, I just started listening to your podcast after getting obsessed with Dramati Fix a few months ago. I have quite a huge spreadsheet of Dermione books I want to read, but I'm definitely missing some of your recommendations. You have a list of them somewhere. I often forget to jot them down as I'm listening. So I did send her access to the list and we've been emailing back and forth. And she did ask for a copy of Cruel and Beautiful World, which by the way, if you guys want to, we also have a PDF and an EPUB. So if you are looking for that, let us know and we'll send it to you. She sent me a list of her master list. And then in the last email she sent me were a few recommendations for some short fix. Um, so I, what I'm going to do is when we update our list of fix that we talk about in this episode, at the bottom, I'm going to include the fix that, uh, Sally recommended. They're very short two to four chapters that she raved about. So you guys can also read them. I will also be reading them, but I will put them in the list as well. So thank you so much, Sally, as always, uh, apologies for taking so long to reply to your email. Um, and don't worry about not convincing your friends to jump on the Dermione train. We are your friends and we have been aboard the train from the beginning. <laughs> <Very well>. <laughs> <laughs> the next email is from Beth. Um, and it says, hello, Diana and Georgie. First of all, you both are incredible. And thank you so much for all your work on making the Dermione podcast. It has been a joy to listen to your show and really liked all of your recommendations so far. I wonder if you, I may please have a copy of your glorious fake recommendation list somewhere. And she signed, thank you so much, La Dida, aka Beth. Mm-hmm. So Diana sent her a reply, gave her access and everything else. And Beth then replied to me, and I did not see the email until literally like last week. So I replied to her and I um, said, thank you so much and anything else. Um, And then she mentioned that she's an author. So I looked her up on Google and I thought she is an an author. And I look her up on Google. And of course, someone by the same name shows up with a book on Amazon about cross-stitching. And I was like, I will recommend a cross-stitching book if it is one of our lovely listeners yes. you know maybe you want to get into it I want to get into it and then she is so funny she replies and then she says that oh she actually is an author on AO3 and she's been writing Germany for about six months and it is so funny that there's another author that is a published author with a cross-stitching book and they have the same name so I wanted to recommend La Dida on AO3. I've read a couple of her fakes. Ah. Uh, it's, uh, I'll send you the links. Yeah, I haven't had time, but I will send it to you. So her name on AO3 is L-A-D-E-E-D-A-A 35. So La Dida 35. 
She has about five works so far. Um, I read one uh, smaller one called Dreamscape, which is a little porn plot, which left me very intrigued at the end. I will also link all of these in the in the list. And then a non-happy end, which she told me it's a non-happy end, but I still read it and it broke my heart, but in a good way. And then she has a bigger whip, which is very cool. It's called Raise and Burn. And I just wanted to read you guys the, um, the little like summary because it's so intriguing. So it says, anything for you, darling, he whispers against her lips. Come find me, Jayco, she beseeched to him. I will, he promised. He held her breath one last time, one last breath, knowing that she was alive and safe as his mother's voice wavered with unshed tears. And then the next line is, obliviate. <gasps> I know. So, guys. Oh, my God, the jails, Georgie. I know, me too. I was like, so, Ladida, thank you so much for writing. Thank you for being so wonderful. I will also link everyone's, um, your fix. But I did want to mention this one in case people want to start reading it. It is a whip. Um but I have added to my list. Yes. So, oh, and she also mentioned that she loved the potion mouse. <laughs> the potion mouse. That's a lovely thing. Um, yes. Ladida, thank you. Thank you for writing. And thank yes. you to every single author on AO3 and fanfic and wherever you are, if you write to Dream Miney, we know that it's so much work. We know that it requires so much passion and we admire you very, very much. And Ladida, thank you for writing. Thank you for listening to the podcast and um, thank you for existing basically. <laughs> yes, and, and thank you for um, writing something that we're definitely going to be very into. Please, um, oh my goodness. Yeah, especially that one with Obliviate, right? Like it gave you chills, oh it gave you chills when I read it. <gasps> I know. So our next friend is Sarah who says, uh, hi ladies, absolutely loving the podcast. You two are so funny. You've provided me with so many great recommendations. Um, I heard you have a master list. Could I get a link? Mm -hmm. So yes, Sarah sent the link. And once again, if you guys want access to our master list is uh, you can email us at the Jermione uh, podcast at gmail.com and we will give you access. And it does take us about one to two weeks after we record and post each podcast episode to update the list because we do like to go over it and just make sure we are not missing anything. Our next email is from Shauna. Hello, I just found your podcast today and wanted to know if there was someone somewhere I could go see what um, you recommend per episode. I have a difficult time catching the names and how to spell them. I just want an easier way to find each fic. We understand sometimes we don't, I mean, Diana is definitely better at it. She pronounces things no, very clearly. Absolutely not. Multiple Diana, times, but yeah. Not our, it's not our first language as you probably yeah. have noticed by now <laughs> several yeah. times. So um, so I, we we got this request from fans, right? To to yeah. have this list and it makes yes. so much sense and we didn't think about it. So that's, yes. that's good. And it's and so you, nice. Georgie, so for she curating. Said, you are the curator. I'm like, oh, finally. What a, what a fancy title. Um, <laughs> I, hope, I hope it comes with cappuccino perks. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Did, it does, it does. Yeah, but she did say that she is currently reading The Unbearable Tedium of Romance as you recommend in episode 10, Hidden Gems. Uh, uh, yes. And in a follow-up email, she also mentioned she enjoyed The Water God very much. Mm. Um, that's another one, one of we yours, recommended. Georgie. Yes. Uh, lovely friend number six is from Tati. So she says, hi, Diana and Georgie. I just finished the last episode. And again, I am left with so many recommendations that I won't get any sleep tonight because I have to read all of them at once. We understand. Oh, we, we understand. understand. 
Thanks for another wonderful episode. I love your energy and can't wait for the next one. Could you give me access to the list of fan fiction you mentioned in your podcast? I found myself hesitating to write your emails, you emails with fanfic recommendations in the past because I wasn't sure if you might have already talked about the ones I wanted to recommend to you. Doesn't matter. So she was, yeah, we gave her access. She sent a follow-up email um, thanking us so much for sending her the list, the access. Um, now she says that she has a TBR pile next to my bed of what feels like a million books, but we all know I will be spending all my evenings reading all of your recommended fanfics from that list, <laughs> which is so lovely. Um, she did mention a fic that we've never talked about before and we haven't read, so I wanted to mention it um, on her behalf in case you guys wanted to start reading it. It's also added to our list, but it's just the list is so long. We yeah. wanted you to have access to it if you want to read it. It's called The Algorithm by Samadhi W. Uh, S-A-M-A-D-I-W. And it's one of her absolute favorites. It's a whip, I believe. It's currently at 346K words, 47 plus chapters. Um, she said that she usually only reads um, fanfics which are already completed because she's way too impatient to wait but not with this one. It is one of her absolute favorites out there. Mm -hmm. It's a slow burn marriage law with beautifully written, redeemed and strong Draco. Mm -hmm. The story has everything you could ask for and more. Good writing in that character depiction of main and side characters, Draco and Hermione as ministry employees, martial arts, amazing sex scenes and a murder mystery which acts as a story in the story itself. Um, and she wanted us if we are to know our opinion and if not to enjoy it, which we will read this. This looks amazing. Yeah, she so also asked in the same email, uh, she said she enjoyed the, the tropes episode a lot and she finds herself reading different fix with the same tropes for weeks before switching to something else, which I think is so cool. Yes. So she said, I recently enjoyed your mining fix in which Draco or Hermione live and or work in the mugger world. I also enjoy when Draco picks up muggle habits. Yes, we all know it's bad, but a smoky main character is always kind of sexy, right? Yes, yes. <laughs> Do you have any recommendations that fit in the muggle category by any chance? So I just sent her an email with some recs that uh, Diana helped me put together. I will also add that to the list of the ones um, that we talk about in this in this in the, in this episode. I'm not going to mention them here because it is pretty long and then this episode will be 10 hours long, not six. So <laughs> Tati, I've replied to your email. Uh, thank you so much for waiting so long for me to reply. And then everyone else, you'll have to wait a little bit, but I will include them in the master list. Mm -hmm. Yes, Diana. I have a few things to say. So yeah. even if you haven't listened to all the episodes and have recommendations, just, just write to us. It doesn't matter yes. if you've already mentioned those. If we mentioned those, then we mentioned them again. Or if if it's not so the right time, we we won't mention it. So, but don't worry about that. That's one thing. Yeah. Uh, the second thing is yes, the algorithm. I can't wait to read it. I I download it and um, and I I it's there. <laughs> it's there. It's coming. <laughs> yes. Yes, and uh, then I forgot what else I wanted to say, so that's okay. But thank you very much, Georgie, for adding th all those recommendations to the list. It makes things so, so I, nice I promise, and Yeah, I promise you guys that you'll have so many to read. Uh, just a couple more emails. Um, so the next one is from Monica, and she says, Hi, Diana and Georgie. I'm so grateful for to have found your podcast. I think I got into Germany Fanfics around the same time as both of you, but have been struggling to find good recommendations. I too was obsessed and in love with isolation and was worried I would never find mm -hmm. anything as good again. Oh, you yeah. were there for the oh, number of voice notes that Diana sent to me while reading isolation. Guys, so I have to tell you this, you probably know. 
Diana read isolation up to a certain point, and then she freaked out so much that like, it was, of course, just yeah, the first time they yes, and then she was so scared that it will never be anything as good as isolation <laughs> that she just went back to the beginning. So I had finished isolation and read something else, and then Diana just kept going back to being. She's like, how can anything be so perfect? Top this, yeah, be as perfect. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Several times, Georgia. I think three or four times, and then I. Yes dared to go back at that point <laughs> and, and now and then, look at us look at us a 10-hour episode <laughs> only exactly. on talking about the same stuff we were talking about a year ago no, wait, but, <laughs> but, but these things I mean are so good they're worth reading yeah. several times in my opinion and you know what it's such a fun subject that I don't think we'll ever run out of things to talk about but so Monica says, I wanted to thank you for the recommendation of A Cruel and Beautiful World by Lena Foria. It's definitely mm -hmm. on my top five favorite list as well. And would not have read it, uh, it without your recommendation and speaking so highly of it. I also love Clean and Mark series, which um, Again, she's your, she's your, um, she's your girl. <laughs> yes. I think one of your latest podcasts you mentioned, you would be starting the Right and Wrong series. I'm excited for you to read it. I absolutely love Draco's version of All the Wrong Things. Which, by the way, Monica, I started listening to it and I'm loving it. You are correct. Because we love a Draco POV. Diana will be nodding, agreeing with mm, me. Yes, Diana will break her neck um, nodding. <laughs> yeah, but uh, she said that more than that, the auction was amazing, which is my last next one on the list after the Draco version, which is All the Wrong Things by Love's Bitka 8. Um, definitely darker, but not as dark as Manacle, she mentions about the auction. Thank you for sharing and carrying on with this podcast from the bottom of my heart. I feel like I have someone to share my Germani love with. I love listening to both of you. I think it's a great idea that you started making a list of recommendations because I know when I am listening to them, which is usually when I'm driving to and from work, mm -hmm. I would be having my notes app open and trying to write down. And there was definitely oh. some that I missed. So this is a great addition. I wanted to ask if you could share your master list and recommendation of each episode with me. Thank you again for an amazing quality podcast. Thank you, Monica. Oh, that's I, so lovely. Uh, Georgie, yes. while you read uh, Drake, the, this, the, the, all the wrong things or whatever the second mm -hmm. um, book is called in the series of the rights and, the rights and wrong series, can uh -huh. you tell me if I can read it as a standalone? Oh, so... Um, you, you can, but you just won't understand some of the stuff because in the first one, the right thing to do um, is happens through Hermione. Yeah. So if you only read Draco's, but what you can do, if you have a lovely Germany friend, you can uh, voice note me and ask me what happened in the other one and I will tell you. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I think you can read it standalone if you want good. to. Good, good, good. Almost done with the emails, guys, I promise. So next one is from Lily who says, um hi guys first sorry for my grammar english is not my first language neither is ours <laughs> yeah absolutely do not worry <laughs> i feel like um i really like to listen to your podcast and i feel like i'm listening my to my friends talking mm -hmm. about your mind it feels so good i also uh, like georgie am a real mood reader if not a problem can you send me a list of all your fix that you guys have read which we did thank you sending a lot of love to you the next one um I think Diana already mentioned it, but we did say that we're going to mention it by name. So the next email is from Rebecca, who was actually asking us if we have read or planning to read the request, uh, which Diana mm -hmm. talked about last episode, but we did promise that we will mention who um, sent us the email. So Rebecca, thank you so much for uh, sending us the email about the request. Diana mentioned in the previous episode what she liked about it and what she didn't and why it suited her um, 
like her similarities and maybe not dislikes, but why it didn't fit so well. Um, and then our talks all, because as I, yeah. So yes. I, please, I do not want to undermine the request absolutely at all. So oh no, not at all, not at all, no, no, no. To listen to, yeah. Yes, and it is on uh, on fanfiction.net. Mm -hmm. um, and the last one is from Brittany. Uh, mm -hmm. She says, hello, I adore you guys in the podcast. I was just listening to episode 20 and have no idea you guys put out a master list. I'm going to have to re-listen, LOL. Uh, but I would lo absolutely love to see it. Uh, I just got done with the fig this morning and already started another, but I'm already dreading the end and love all the recs you guys give. Yes, Can't wait I to hear know. more episodes from you both. And I hopefully get more some more recs. Thanks in advance. So thank you so much, Brittany. I replied to your email, gave you access. Read away to your little heart's content. <laughs> I know. God, I understand this so well, to dreading the end. Yeah. <laughs> you want to read it, but you actually don't want to finish it. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and, then, and then I think there was... Um, all, one of the emails that you forwarded to me, I don't remember again the, the name and I apologize because it was a while ago, but it was like, um, read the algorithm. Ah, um, who, who recommended us the, to us the algorithm? The algorithm? Oh, it was Tati. Tati, Tati was saying, was the one who saying, mentioned that. Oh, I, I, I would love to be able to read it uh, for the first time again. <laughs> Yeah. And I, I am jealous of, you know, and because of people who actually are, are having this experience for the first time. And God, I understand this so well. Yeah. So I am done with the email, Diana. Oh. Should we start our episode? <laughs> yes, 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 absolutely. You should. Okay. So, a top 10 of all times after yeah. a year and a half of reading Dream Mining and, and first... a year of podcast. And a year of podcast. And what we did was we we did a top five podcast, uh, well, top five fanfic of all time a year ago or approximately a year ago, which means that now after reading so many others, we have readjusted our top. I am actually pretty uh, surprised at how much it, uh, it actually, it's, it's different for me, yeah. for sure. All right, Georgie, I, before we start again, so, oh, yes, yes. I wanted to mention, so my hope is we are recording a little bit before the one year anniversary, but uh, the top five favorite Germanies of all times uh, was our second episode, because the first yes. one we talked about why we wanted to record everything else, and we posted on the 24th of May. I'm hoping we will also post this on the 24th of May, so yes. it is exactly, and I just wanted to mention it is our most listened to episode. I think, um, you know, the first episode we talk about stuff. So if you're really into the top, a lot of people jump to the second episode and it is the one that every, like it's the most listened to by a mile. Mm -hmm. And we're just so excited to kind of discuss episode two again, I guess, or do a new episode two with new favorites. Mm -hmm. Yes. And why I think this is going to be a very, very valuable episode is because we have our top 10 then we are mentioning the, um, the fix that we have mentioned in the previous top um, yes. fix of all time. So the ones that didn't make the top 10, but they're still amazing. And then I have other honorable mentions. So basically yes. in this episode, I have all my favorite fix <laughs> of all time. <laughs> of all time. Yes. So, yeah. Thank God. It's 10 hours, Georgie. 10 hours, I tell you. 10 hours. No. <laughs> My question is for you, do we want to talk, because as you guys know by now, because you've listened to us for a while, 
we choose fix differently and we have a, like a thing that we organize and then we decide what fits under that. So Diana and I were talking, well, what will we put in this list? So Diana, why don't you talk about what kind of fix you put in this list and why it was important for you to have something in your top favorite Germanies of all time, one year revision. And then I'll talk about why I chose the way I chose. Mm -hmm. So that way everyone <clears throat> understands what why these are our choices. Mm, exactly, and because I find that we have slightly different criteria. So for me, the first criteria is feels and feel good. I have a few fix that whenever I think of them and whenever I reread them, I get the feels. <laughs> I read many, 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 many fix, uh, but only some of them give me really the feel, feels every time and that mm -hmm. made me feel good. So the ones that I want to come back to and mm -hmm. they're not necessarily the, the biggest works of art, right? So it, it, the writing of course needs to be at a certain level in order for, for us to enjoy it, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. But the writing is not necessarily a criteria yeah. for me. Mm -hmm. So I, I have one and I'm, when I'm gonna mention it, I get the feels every single time when I, when I read it and I, I love it. And everything in my top 10 gives me the feels. So as I said, mm -hmm. they're not necessarily the most interesting plots or the most original or whatever, but it, it's about how they make me feel. That's my biggest criteria. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that there is a pattern. So whenever there's introspection, uh, Draco point of view and how he, oh, it's explained how he changes his opinion regarding Hermione, how he falls in love with Hermione, how he starts really adoring Hermione and how he didn't, um, when the fix shows us how Draco sees Hermione or shows us Hermione through Draco's eyes, those are generally the top of my list. Gotcha. And it just happened when, um, this is just something that I, that I, what is the word, Jordi, that I ship? Hmm? Yes. Hmm? Yes. Well? yes. Oh, 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 I'm so <laughs> Okay. Another criteria is how many times I've read it. Um, because, again, I'm, I was, I, when I read, wrote my top and tried to put fix in my top, I'm like, oh, this one was good, this one was good, this one was good. But, and then I, I had 20. I'm like, okay, so I need to cut them. And then I, I went through the list again. And I said, okay, which one would I want to read again? Mm -hmm. so that was another criteria. <clears throat> of course, smut. So everything in my top actually has great smut. Very satisfying. Mm -hmm. um, original ideas was another one. So again, after reading so many, it's a little bit hard to find original ideas again. And mm -hmm. I think that was another criteria and if it was a page turner or not. So again, mm -hmm. I can see when, or I can notice, okay, this fic is actually a great fic. It's very well written. The characters are beautiful, the, 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 but it's not a page turner for me. Mm -hmm. So it's a very personal top. Okay. So it's not a, an objective one by all means. It's not. Well, I mean, I think it would be hard to be objective, right? <clears throat> I, 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 unlike Diana, have one reason. <laughs> on my list which is the things that I have thought about the most since I've read them mm -hmm. and that I have talked about the most and the mm -hmm. ones that when I'm sitting in bed at night or when I'm thinking of something I remember that thing yet again I think of a scene I remember how it made me feel and everything else so that's what I decided to include um, I try to keep my top 10 slash 12 as I said uh, to larger things so the ones that are 
a little bit bigger. And then my uh, like honorable mentions are uh, four chapters and under that I also enjoyed a lot with the same criteria, but I just didn't want to mention them in top whatever, because sometimes people don't read one chapter, two chapters, four chapters, and it doesn't go as such in depth. So that was my reason, just because I I like to think about them a lot. So mm-hmm. you guys are going to get a real mix. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But all good, good mentions. And on the other hand, I have not included uh, the smuttiest ones in the top. Uh, so for example, I haven't, um, I haven't included mine, uh, which is an ABO. I haven't included the mirror of Erized, which is, uh, which is also very, very smutty. So I haven't included the ones that have porn as a main goal, <laughs> as a main um, focus. I excluded- well, we, do have an episode, we do have an episode for that though, right? Like best sex scenes. So if you guys want to listen to some hot smutty ones, um, go to that episode and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, then um, I excluded everything that has not a uh, miscommunication because this is something that I, I cannot stand. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Crazy. Um, I also excluded the, the ones that I found toxic somehow. Uh-huh. I don't know why, but at least at this point where I am right now and how I feel, I just didn't, I didn't feel yeah. I want to include it in my top. Um, so I've chosen mostly stories of growth, um, yep. of support, sweetness, and redemption, I would mm-hmm. Yeah, love it. Mm-hmm. I think I have those as well. No. Yeah, I think, I think, I think I know which fic you're talking about that we talked about in episode two, and I don't think any of us has that fic on it now, and I think it falls under the, the, the toxic criteria maybe, or now that we've read a little bit, we, we evaluate things a little differently, I think, whereas in the beginning, we were just so hit by the emotion of it all with a little time and distance after you read something, you're like, oh, I don't know if it's still my top. It's a great work, but mm-hmm. I don't know if it's my top. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay we... so 40 minutes into the podcast, <laughs> we are finally starting with our top. Nine hours and 20 minutes left. So, <laughs> great. We're laughing, we're laughing, but I think it's going to be a long one. Yeah. So, okay, so Diana, why don't you start? I start, yes. Well, unlike Georgie, I do have one to ten, so I put them in a in a specific ranking. George, Georgie hasn't. Um, I will just talk about them as yeah, and I'm sure we have overlaps. So my yep. number two is a second look by River Rider. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yes. Um, yeah. So in, in River Rider, everything is um, is uh, okay. A hundred and twenty-seven thousand words. Um, it's, um, it's, it's pleasant to read. So I didn't want to say easy, but it is pleasant to read because, um, river writer, um, doesn't really write angst in my opinion. So mm-hmm. angst has happened in Harry Potter for river writer. <laughs> enough yes. of it. So she, she, she talks, you know, she, her, and her fix things happen very fast and in a very satisfying way. And what happens in these one, in this one, um, Hermione meets Draco, you know, at a pharmacy, Draco is with Scorpius, 
who is absolutely adorable as he mm -hmm. always is but he's he's a toddler and he's crying his lungs out because he he's, he's teething and Hermione because she's helping Harry a lot in in her in raising his two kids uh, she knows exactly what to what to do with the with Scorpius Scorpius was falls in love with her and that is where it all starts um, we have here a redeemed Draco a very dedicated father a very loving person um, mm -hmm. He falls in love very, very fast with Hermione and their, their relationship evolves pretty fast. But, but as I said, it, it's feel good. Um, and there's very some very, very interesting things happening um, at some point involving magic and blood magic and so, something with the manor. Um, it's, mm -hmm. it's beautiful. And I read it a few times, uh, as I said, because maybe there's, uh, there's no angst, but it's nice to see the two of them after going through so much hardship um, during, um, uh, during Harry Potter, finding each other and finding exactly what they need in each yeah. other. I loved it as well. It's a, it's a wonderful fic. Mm. It is. It's, and it's a very, like you said, it's, the angst has already happened. Um, there's always a happy ending with her book. She writes in a very soothing way. Yes. Um, even when there's um, conflict happening, she writes it in a way that it, you don't feel conflicted yourself or anxious. So, yeah. yeah and it's, so, it's solved very fast as well. The first yes. time I read it, I'm like, these things are happening very fast. But at the same time, you sometimes want something you know, that is very, um, it gives you satisfaction very easily. You don't have to wait after chapters and chapters of a miscommunication. Oh my God, the worst thing that could happen to me on a miscommunication. <laughs> I wanted to start my talk with the OG, as they say. Um, for those of us who don't understand this very cool vernacular of the 90s and early 2000s, OG means original gangsta. I think, I don't know. So... I didn't know that, so thank you. Okay, look at, look, at, look at us, Diana, learning every day together <laughs> with our Germany friends. Exactly. Guys, exactly. Things that are very also, relevant, relevant for yeah. our lives. <laughs> exactly. Also, if OG doesn't stand for original against that, just don't even email me. It's fine. Let me believe that it does. So I believe I'm correct. Anyway. You allowed Georgie to live in her own world <laughs> where she knows what OG actually means. Yes, where I'm constantly correct and I'm right about all things is where I want to live. <laughs> no, I wanted to talk about the OG, the fake that I don't think we would have continued and started the podcast if we wouldn't have read this one first. But I want to talk about Isolation mm -hmm. uh, by Bex Chan. Mm -hmm. So Isolation by Bex Chan, 264,000 words, 49 chapters. Um, he can't leave the room, her room, and it's all the order's fault. Confined to a small space with only the mud blood for company, something's got to give. Maybe his sanity, maybe not. There, she spat. Now your blood's filthy too. Guys, if you've read Isolation, you know that scene where she says, now your blood's filthy too, shivers. It was not a moment in the original Harry Potter that gave me such a shiver as this moment, right? Like, you were like, wow, game changer. So you guys know the story. If you've read it so far, but basically it's Ron and Harry are Horcrux hunting and Hermione is left at Hogwarts to help the order with the other students. Um, Draco is taken in by Snape and is forced basically to stay at Hogwarts against his own will for his own protection. So he is stuck in Hermione's room basically um, for extended periods of time. It is 
I think if it wouldn't have been, if it would have been written by a lesser author, uh, it wouldn't have been so captivating. But Beck Chen has just such a mm -hmm. way to make you keep writing. We are in Draco's mm -hmm. head a lot. He's not very pleasant for most of the fic. Um, we also included this fic in our touristic character because we think so. So his his change, unlike so many others, we see it happening. Like Diana says, there are some writers where the redemption has already happened. In this one, the redemption, the, we see the redemption happening with us. Um, and it is one of the best Dracos, one of the best Hermione's, one of the best side characters. I will not discuss it any longer. We have a special episode based just that. Yes. <laughs> and I suffered a small existential crisis over. Um, but I definitely recommend it. Um, if this is your first time listening to any of our episodes and you hear about isolation, just is stop the podcast, go read it, start listening to the podcast again <laughs> after you're finished isolation. Yeah. And also great, uh, great sex scenes. Um, yes. Yeah, very, very well written. Um, she finds, I think, one of the best ways to actually um, combine her, the, the, what happens in the fic with what happens in the books. So yes, I think that's, yes, that's correct. One, of the, one of the reasons why I thought that I would never find something like this because she intertwines what, what is happening, but she still stays true to what happens in the books. And that is really, really, really good. And yeah well well thought yes so it's still one of the one of the best actually uh, this is um, isolation is number five in my top oh nice yeah okay should i go okay. um, uh yes 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 oh and thank you so much for adding to it so oh so if um if one of us mentions one that the other one has in their top what we decided to do is once I'm finished talking to Diana. We'll also mention if it's in her top and vice versa, mm -hmm. and why we also liked it so much. Mm -hmm. so kind of oh, and um, I wanted to say something. Um, yes. In um, you know, sometimes you know, there's these uh, collections on AO3. Uh huh. And I, when I click, you know, remind me when your meds are not working. Blah blah blah. All these. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I'm them. I am so I have this feeling of pride and satisfaction when I see that I've read ninety percent of them. <laughs> You know what I'm saying, right, Georgie? Because yes, yes. you've read so yes. much that I love it as well. Because mostly, I think what we have not read out of all these tops are the newer ones, or yeah. the ones that we know for sure that we don't like <laughs> miscommunications, yes. for example, or uh, miscommunication. There's there is one that I recommended to Diana that I will mention. It's in the top where I said to her. I promise you will love it. There's a little miscommunication at the end, but it's not bad. Please trust me with this. And she trusted me. And I think it might be on her top as well. It so is. We'll see, we'll it, see, we'll is see. it absolutely is. That is the okay. only one I've tolerated because the book is so good. <laughs> all right, all right. Go on, you go on. Number nine, <clears throat> 13th Night. Love it. <laughs> I, like, I like Georgie's reactions. 13th Night. Ah, uh, 78,000 words mm -hmm. by Nelfer, N-E-L-P-H-E-R. When Hermione is assigned, to, is assigned to keep tabs on a memory termed Draco, she is faced with a decision that could change her life forever. I am, whenever I think about this fic, I'm actually, I can't believe it how much I like it because it doesn't really fit my, my criteria. First yeah. of all, it's 
um, mostly out of Dreamini, uh, out of Hermione point of view, Hermione's point of view. Um, I think there's only two chapters or parts in chapters where we see how Draco sees things. Um, everything starts when um, they, they erase um, Draco's memory and they send him into the muggle world. And, Dreamy, and God, Hermione is his social worker and she goes once a week to see how he's doing. So they've implanted a new identity in Draco's mind. He's uh, an accountant, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and he picks up uh, muggle habits. Judy, have we um, mentioned this to the wonderful fan who yes, asked we... us about the muggle world? Uh, yes, we did. Oh, no, I did not recommend this one. <gasps> this one is Tati, I'm so sorry. Yes, this is perfect. So Tati, uh, if you're listening, this is also included in that email I sent you. Yes, continue, Diana. <gasps> can't believe we missed it. Yes, this one is really, really good. So he picks up yeah. muggle habits and he starts understanding the muggle worlds and he starts jogging and doing all these things. Um, so I think this is a great way for, for him to understand the muggle world. But what I, what I like about this fic is the, the dialogue. So again, there's no, not really a, a huge introspection. It's Hermione point of view. Um, there's not, they're not very feely in this one, Georgie. Would you yeah. agree? Yeah, I would agree. On the they're, other hand, they're not. Um, on the other hand, the fact that he's in the muggle world, that um, he notices her falling in love with him without knowing, you know, their, their history. And then when he regains his memory, he, he can, he, he, he needs, uh, I don't know, I think a few, a few months until he, <laughs> he really can handle it. Yeah. It. But if you look back, you see that Hermione actually fought falling in love with him. Mm -hmm. So she actually stays true to her character. She's not um, deceiving him in, in any yeah. way, actually. But, but I, what I like about it is that it's so obvious that she doesn't want to fall for him, but she does. Yeah. And might I add, he takes those months because he also, once he realizes and he gets his memories back, whatever, he also fights it, but he can't. Mm -hmm. So I think even though it's not, um, you don't get, um, the emotions are not described maybe to the length that me and Diana would like, which would be 50 plus chapters, 150,000 words of just pure angst and desire and whatever, you understand at the end when you look back at things and you do see that the desire and, and the passion and everything was there. They were just fighting against it because that's their natural instinct. They shouldn't fall in love with the other person, but they do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and she does something beautiful for him yes. as well. and I think Georgia really likes the banter in this one which is good yes. banter banter actually yes. but it's very yes. smart and then yes. I'm always very um very surprised when when I reread it yeah yeah it's a good one. Oh, I want to reread it now. you know as you as we're talking about these I'm like oh maybe I want to reread that too but no I have a list I have a list of new fix. I don't even know. Yeah. So, yeah, Night was a very good one. So, Nelfer, if you're listening to us, you are wonderful. We love you so much. If inspiration ever hits you and you want to write a little one chapter from Draco's point of view, 
Diana and I would be um, praising your graces. Do it. <laughs> oh my God. We would build an altar just to you alone. <laughs>
quotes, whatever, is at the end, many, many years after, when she finds the text messages that Draco was sending her on her muggle cell phone while they were going through this and all his thoughts and emotions, he couldn't communicate with her. So he wrote in a text message and it, I cry every time I read those. And sometimes when I feel like crying, I just go and find them and I read them. Just wow, like, wow. Wow. So, <laughs> I'm done with this book, Diana. Yes, um, I want to say something at this point. So it's, um, you, if you want to read them, start by reading Wait and Hope, which is, the sequel kind of or something that happens after and then read beginning and end which happens before um in my last uh, last time so a year ago i if i remember correctly jordi this was the second one in my top of all times um, not this one beginning and end but beginning and end was yours and wait and hope was mine mm -hmm. yeah so it was very very high in the top top two basically yeah and now it's not in my top 10 at all okay which is interesting. So this is the one that okay. dropped them. Very up. interesting. And it's very interesting because I read it several times. So it, it was yeah. one of the, the most, um, the most important, the, I mean, beginning and end, right? So not when the way to yeah. help. Um, so this is the one that actually the biggest change, I think, um, yeah. in, in my top. Interesting. I, because I have one that we talked about Um you know what? I'll mention it when you probably, you probably will have it in your top. And if you don't have it in your top, I'll mention at the end, because I had a very similar feeling towards another fic that mm -hmm. we enjoyed a lot. And we, mm -hmm. I know which one it is. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sure. Okay. Never yeah. mind. Anyway. Yes. So, so yeah. they're definitely, so again, top our top 10 or not, this is, uh, it's not, it, it's really, really worth reading. Um, it's just that I've read other things that, for example, right now, as I said, one of my criteria was if I feel like reading it again. This is one of the things that I read five, maybe six times, especially some some parts of it. But right now, after reading others, I don't feel like going back back to it, although it is amazing. And I, I, I remember Georgie said in one of the episodes how beautifully she writes feelings. So when, when in Wait and Hope, when she kisses him for the first time, how it's like the universe is singing through their mm -hmm. kids it's beautiful it's really really good so yeah be writing is should, should be called should be writing constantly <laughs> that should be her name i'll <laughs> send the suggestions see how she feels about it <laughs> yes. yeah, which one is the next one on your top mm -hmm. and this my next one is apple pies and other amends. Love it, love it, love it. It's a it's a shorter one. It's seventy six thousand words or seventy seven thousand words. I'm. It's by. It's it's written by. Oops. By. Oh my goodness. Yes, but I. I clicked on the wrong link. I'm sorry, guys, for keeping you waiting. Um, the summary, it's not until she's brought a basil and strawberry sponge cake to Neville Longbottom and his new girlfriend, Hannah Abbott, a dozen rhubarb hand pies to Luna and her dad, and another basket of ganache-covered muffins to Dean and Seamus that Hermione admits to herself that's what she's actually doing. She's making a thing of this. It's a very veritable PTSD tour with pastries and hand-skimmed cotton uh, clotted cream. 
And she has no idea why she's doing it, but it's becoming very apparent that she is. Sometimes you're sad, sometimes you need dessert, and sometimes it's a little bit of both. Oh, this is... The last one is my favorite thing, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Hermione, she starts reading, she starts uh, baking, and she's going to all the people affected by the war to um, give them all these baked goods. Mm-hmm. I think the author, uh, who is, oh my goodness, it's To Eat a Peach, yes. Um, I think yeah. she, she's, she must be into pastry and cooking and dessert baking and stuff like that because what you what you read there is amazing I don't even know what most of these things mean um I can't I can't really picture them so I picture them but I'm sure that it's not accurate (laughs) Uh, so Hermione goes to everyone and then the last family or person she goes to are the the Malfoys and then Draco after he's he's surprised or kind of surprised to see her there but also um, relieved to see her there because he was afraid that he she wouldn't get to them after you know their their history and he's been isolated in his house um, not having friends not seeing people um, you know just being traumatized by war and drinking a lot yes so he asks her if she could teach him how to bake and then they start uh, spending more time together this love draco is so lovely yes he's so sweet so he you basically fall in love with him right away because he's mm-hmm. also very very gentle man she it's it's beautiful and this hermione is a very smart very well um, she, she speaks her truth all the time she's very good at yes Feeling, um, her feelings and she has this uh, monologue or speech I don't even know how to say how yeah. many, um, when after something happens between them and he doesn't want to you know he doesn't think that he can actually offer her something valuable to in a, in a relationship and then she she goes and finds him and articulates very very well why she she wants to to be with him yes. and that is it's her choice but at the same t- time um it is also draco's story so she's not forcing him he needs to to step up and be in this relationship as well if he yeah. wants to. yeah it's beautiful and it was also it was also in our best draco's and best hermione's yes yes yeah. yes so it's short and very sweet and yes. I know that we're talking about desserts, but Draco is just really, really sweet, and Hermione is very sweet, and it's it's smart writing. I, I don't know how else to to explain it, and you're gonna yes. be very very satisfied. It's also feel a feel good pick, and possibly hungry constantly. So prepare mm. snacks. Yeah, sweet snacks, please. That is a really good choice. I also had on my list and then I was like, Diana will definitely mention it. So I'm going to make room for another one because it is also one of my favorites. Um, so I'm so glad you, you did bring it up. Mm-hmm. So my next one is, oh, this one, you guys, you have to understand something. Nothing gives me greater pleasure than finding a fic that I sent to Diana and then she loves it as much as I do and sometimes more. Okay, so. When I find fix that I enjoy, I'm like a little like happy dance. But then when I find fix that Diana enjoys, I do two little happy dances. And when those fix include a little miscommunication, 
Honestly, nothing better. The fact that you can get Diana, co-host of the Remind You podcast, to have possibly also on her top a fake a Dramini fic that includes miscommunication might be my winning achievement. On my tombstone when I die, <laughs> this will be one of the reasons. So, I feel like you guys should just read it based on that recommendation alone. <laughs> so my next choice is Woke Up on the Wrong Side of Reality by Nix underscore Fedram. So um, 114,000 words, 18 chapters. So woke up on the wrong side of reality, N-Y-X underscore F-E-D-R-A. Diana, did you also have it on your list? Yes, Georgie, I have So it. why don't you mention it? Why don't you talk about it? No. No, oh, no, it's okay. yours. It's yours. It's your turn. So um, what happened, basically, Narcissa at one point decides that she needs to uh, save Draco. So she wreaks everything and follows a hunch she has on Severus Snape to save Draco from the Dark Lord's constant torture. That's how Draco Malfoy ends up in a tent in the middle of nowhere. Potter, Weasley, and Granger perched over him, his wrists bound to an old camping cot and his hand his wand nowhere to be found. His mother had exchanged his life for a cup, a stupid cup, and thrusting him to their helpless enemies. She had clearly lost her mind. Um, it's not just a cup, said Granger, gritting her teeth. It's not just a cup, Draco repeated, mocking her. This is going to be a disaster, muttered Potter, massaging his temples. So, listen. <sighs> so many reasons why we love this. First of all, Nick Spedra, um, you are amazing. I remember her writing in some of the comments that she's so sorry because English is not her first language and she's not that great at expressing stuff. And we are like, girl, you are crazy because we loved it. So basically it is a hunt of the Horcruxes, but this one has Draco joining the team reluctantly. And he starts being, he starts be noticing how Hermione does a lot. And when we say a lot, Diana, I think you can agree with me that we mean everything. Mm-hmm. She does everything. Harry and Ron are just there, just holding mm-hmm. on for dear life. Um, so Draco notices how much she does. He starts helping her little by little. Uh, he takes care of her. He pays attention to her needs. He's always in tune with um, how she feels. And most of the time, what he ends up doing is he ends up doing things before she even asks anything. Um it does have a little miscommunication trope at the end, but it only lasts for a chapter, maybe two. Not enough to... Bearable. It's bearable, people. It is bearable, people. Um, I also love that in this one, he stands up for himself. Uh, like, I love the moment, Diana, you probably remember, when he talks to Harry and Ron, and he basically tells them, you know, I know it's you guys like to pick on me and you think that I'm an evil person, whatever, but do you know how horrible it is to be transformed into an animal in front of your classroom and flung against like a tree? And then he says how his shoulder still hurts and um, how, you know, terrible it was all these times that they thought him to be the bad guy just because he's a Slytherin. And he's like, you guys need to get some perspective. And that's when he talks about like, you have to look at what Hermione does. You guys are so uncaring. You don't do anything. She literally does the words, the potions, this and the other thing. Um, and uh, I don't, I don't even know how else to explain it other than the fact that he is the most perceptive, hmm. um, wonderful. He gives himself selflessly. Like he realizes that she's under a lot of pressure. So he finds a way for her to release the tension. 
wink, wink, understand of that, what you will, guys. <laughs> Listen, I'm trying to be subtle. But why? Of, why are you trying to be subtle? I don't, I don't know. At this point, honestly, <laughs> yeah. after all of the stuff that we talked about, um, but I'll stop talking here so Diana can also mention why she likes it so much because it's also in her top. Hmm. I like this Draco very, very much. I find mm-hmm. that she's also a very interesting personality. Mm-hmm. A very like interesting. He's not he's he's not a he's a he's complex somehow. She writes yes. she writes him so so beautifully and he's he's interesting. Mm, it's like I someone I would like to discover. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So what happens during the final battle is mind-blowing. I haven't oh. really read anything like it before. Mm-hmm. And how they work together. They're an excellent team. And the sex scenes are marvelous. Mm-hmm. It's on, I think, uh, the sixth place in my top. It's a new age. And it's, it's very high there. Yeah. I would. I, I read it twice. I'm not sure I'm going to read it again, actually, because it's fairly long. But I have it in my heart, so I can always go back to some images that I have, and associated with the feelings that have um, awoken in me. So, so Diana, I carry it with me. So it's safe to say that when we do an episode about our favorite scenes, favorite quotes, favorite whatever, this will be on there. Favorite scenes. Hmm. Yes, favorite moments. Well, yeah. has a very big potential for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Good, good choice. Good choice. Yeah. What is your next recommendation? <clears throat> uh, let me see which. Um, want to see what what where we're out. Oh, number seven for me is Dragon in the Dark, Georgie by Grace I always remember Dragon in the Dark because oh, we started reading it in, or I started reading it when we were in New York. And I have some oh, beautiful, okay. beautiful okay. memories. Guys, oh, hold on a second. I have to tell this story. So Diana was lovely enough and she was like, if you're leaving America, I will come visit you in New York before you leave. And she was wonderful and she came with her lovely... No, no, no. It was selfish, guys. I wanted no, to... Wait, no, wait. No, no, no. no but I have to... It was not selfish. So so she comes with her husband and I'm trying to like show them things. And at one point, Diana was reading Dragon and Dark and she was so into it. We had a free walking tour planned and we were sitting in a Joe and the Juice waiting because it was a little chilly and we were waiting for like our time to come. And Diana basically was like, why don't you guys just go and I'll sit here and I'll wait for you. And we were like, Tiana, don't you want to learn about Rockefeller Center and stuff? He's like, no, I want to read about Dragon in the Dark. This is getting really interesting. We were like walking on the street and she was behind us with her eyes like in the, she loved Dragon in the Dark. That should be recommendation enough, but Diana, go right ahead. Mm-hmm. Well, well, but um, it, thank God, you know, Georgie and Mr. Husband got, get along very, very well. I'm sometimes jealous of, of that, uh, you know, level of <laughs> connection that they have. But at, at, at that point, it was great because they were engaged in a conversation and I didn't have to contribute. And I felt honestly like a little child that has, you know, it's, it's the Game Boy or whatever, the, the place cannot separate himself or herself from it. So anyway, fanfic turns me into a child. 
So we talk about Dragon in the Dark, but I wanted to, I felt like that was enough of a recommendation for people to run and read it. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, Dragon in the Dark, Graceful Lioness, um, 165,000 words. Ooh. Summary, the battle is won, Voldemort is dead, but the war is far from over. In the new Death Eater regime, Draco Malfoy does what he must to survive and keep his mother safe. Now, a highly trained assassin, and when they say highly trained, it's not yeah. said enough how nope. highly trained he is as an assassin. Draco has learned to think of his targets as inhuman beings, but when he's tasked with killing someone from his past, who could it be? He can oh no longer hide from the terror, from the horrors of the world around him. Mm. Draco point of view, he starts spending time in uh, with the order. I mean, he, he goes to the order and he kind of turns himself uh, in mm -hmm. and Hermione is his, what is it called? What is the Handler. Handler. Ooh, handler. And she's a healer. And the, yeah, it's perfect. It has all the ingredients. It has a mutual pining. It has Dra Draco helps the order. And you know, I really like fix where you trust the character. 100 mm -hmm. percent yeah. you know that draco is super smart and super super good at what he does so he will not fail missions you trust hermione that she's very good at healing and that she would do perfectly and will save people and draco when when time comes mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> you would notice how he starts seeing her differently again step by step so that that is also something that that i like and when they finally have sex it is amazing it is one of my favorite scenes. Um, yeah. yeah. So again, feels um, because it's from Draco's point of view, because uh, Draco gets into a big, big, into big, big, big trouble and he is one step away from dying. Less yes. than one step away from dying. And it's Hermione is the one that actually, well, actually saves him um, and against all odds as it happens in the greatest fanfics and I love it but there's one thing at some point where I find that Hermione is a little bit unfair towards the I don't know in the second half somehow but um, but it only lasts one or two chapters so it's really it's really not a problem but but I I think I read it twice although it's very long I, I recommend it I I got the feels and I like the characters and again it's very very nice of course happy ending I don't think we have anything that doesn't have a happy end on our top mm, um not in this week I, we mentioned some yeah. non-happy ends that I've read but now I'm not here no 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 and George is very, very diligent and she always writes next to the title when the when it's not a happy end <laughs> yeah because I don't want people to take most of the time oh god Georgie yeah <laughs> Like I, I have wonder. Sometimes I do it to myself. It's fair. It's fair to say that. But no, Dragon in the Dark was really, 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 really good. Mm -hmm. Yes. And and the sixteen was. And I must tell you, I, I yes. and I hope this doesn't sound not very nice, but I don't think the writing is the most exceptional one. But you just the but, other things made it worth it enough to yes the feels the feels I told you that's my biggest criteria and if I would read it again and yes I, yeah. I would 
Exactly. Fantastic. I think that's that's good recommendation. Oh, thank you, thank you. My next one is one that I've read, well, not recently, recently, but I've read maybe in the last six months or so, and I, it's a complex work, and um, it's like just one of the best of so many things, I'll mention it and then we'll go over why. It's from Wheelchair with Love by Mistress Lynn, uh, 355,000 words, 86 chapters, so it is a big one. Um, I was waiting for it to be done. I started following it when I think it was like 30 chapters in or something like that. And I kept on to it until towards the end. And then I sent it to Diana. But it says, Hermione convinces, oh, so from Wilshire with love by Mistress Lynn. Um, and I'll also have it in the link. And it's been on the, on the master list before as well. Hermione convinces Draco to spy for the order and she becomes his killer. But what are Draco's true motivations? Hard to say when he's still figuring that out himself. A story of reaching adulthood during the war. Draco cut her off before she repeated the question. Granger, you may have my one, but you're not in control of the flow of information here. It's not your life on the line. Granger bristles at his assertion. My life is on the line every day. So is mine, he yells at her. Give me my fucking one and don't be bloody obvious when you contact me. She narrows her eyes at him. I already told you I'd be more careful next time. She better be. One more thing, what Malfoy? You need to learn occumency. If we're ca you're captured, I'm dead. And she says, we both are. He couldn't argue with that. She tosses his wand to the floor and disappeared with a crack. Listen, it is, I think it's in the vein of, Diana, will you agree with me? It's a very similar Draco to isolation Draco. No, Diana does not agree with me. Let me explain why, because when we first start, he is still prejudiced, still believes all the nonsense and so many other, that's what I meant in that sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so we see his uh, redemption. And if you guys remember, we had best Dracos and we had redeemed, best redeemed Draco. And Deanna and I had a little bit of a, I wouldn't say disagreement, but we disagreed on what we think is redeemed. Um, so this is a Draco who is, in the process of redeeming himself through the fic, the same way Isolation Draco is, and if you will, Cruel and Beautiful World Draco and whatever, whereas other Dracos are already redeemed. Um, so Diana did include her list, but I was like, well, they're redeemed or whatever. But this one, he's in a raid with other Death Eaters and he's captured. Uh, Hermione decides to use him as an informant. Um, she gives him one of those DA galleons to use for communication and he agrees to start working with her. Um, you don't find out what his reasoning are and he gives her information, but a silk use a lot from her because I think he also is trying to figure out himself. But with time, he starts trusting her. He starts changing his beliefs very slowly, the same way with isolation Draco. Like he'll say something very prejudiced, very wrong, and then she'll present something else and say, you know, what about in this world? Don't you think that whatever? And he kind of contradicts himself with very modern muggle, um, I would say, movies and media and stuff like that, because I don't want to ruin what it is. Um, and this one has their relationship developing. It has very hot sex, guys. Diana, would you agree? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the sex is. It has really everything. So it's one of yeah. the best dreamlining fanfics of all time. And it has a very complex Hermione in the sense that she is at one point they start having a relationship, but she still continues to 
not manipulate him, but use him for the source that he is. And she's not comfortable with that, but she does it. And he's aware that she does it, but he's okay with it because he understands what position he's put himself in and her in a way. Um, we have a very strong Tonks in this one, right? Very strong Kingsley. There's a character that we've never had before that is very interesting. Uh, I enjoyed Lucius and Narcissa in this one. They were um, as well very, uh, a very um, smart, elegant way that she wrote the way that they changed, right? Like they didn't change suddenly, they changed because they realized their family is more important. But um, I broke my heart the scenes where like Draco was obviously suffering and you find out that in this one, it talks about a lot how when you use dark magic it has a negative effect on you. And in, in this one, you get heartbroken for Draco and how much he is in the middle of being an enforcement and he knows he can't quit and Hermione's using him and he's aware that she's using him and he's just suffering so much. And the way she wrote it was um, amazing. Like I, deep. It's deep from very many point of view. So I, and I also yes. find that the, the plot is complex and a lot of things happen at the yes. same time. And every, every character has their own um, goals. Mm -hmm. And you you see how they manipulate uh, each other, and you know Kingsley is very interesting. Um, you feel Tongs, for example, she she's very strong. She sometimes mm -hmm. seems unfair, but you understand why, why? she the yeah. way that she is. And you have this interesting character. You don't know who that person is. You know that they're um, yes. figure, but you don't know who they are. Then a very surprising character as Georgie said yeah. um, and and I think what I like the most of course is their relationship and how Hermione slowly but surely shows him a lot of yeah. things and changes yes. his mind and and the conversations that they have are very very smart very very yeah. well written very deep um, yes and then he you know he says things for the sake of the argument but not necessarily to contradict her but to 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 generate a discussion where he can have insights. You know, he says, okay, yes. let's say just by, let's imagine this, or, you know, he he challenges, um, Romania, but he challenges the, you know, the concept that you well, want to. And he challenges himself too. I think he starts realizing with time that some of the things he believes are wrong and, and he's trying to understand, right? Yes. Um, her way of thinking. I, I think it's very smart what you said. It is a very deep relationship. We do have sometimes when they start having sex together and then that's what brings them close together, whatever. But in this one, you really can truly see um, how well they match in their minds, like how they are right there, smarts wise, depth wise and everything else. It's, one of, it's written so well that um, you believe their relationship and it makes sense for so many reasons. Yes, yes, it is. I have it uh, in my honorable mentions because I haven't finished it. <laughs> oh, oh, yes. And then the other thing I would say... Uh, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Um, knowing that she's a little bit unfair towards him. Yeah. So that is something that, that I... I it's, it's hard for me to read, but I, I will finish it at some point. 
I did mention to Diana because I know she doesn't like fix where she, where she feels like Hermione is unfair. And I wanted to give her a warning because it is a pretty long uh, book. But what I like about this one is it treats war with many different shades of gray. So sometimes in fanfics, you know, it's easier to just write, um, oh, and then she moved on or he let it go or she said, I forgive you. I've forgiven you a long time ago, which is fine. It does not bother me at all. But in this one, it is complex and you find out that sometimes you have to do things that you don't want to do. And sometimes you um, you have to compromise and sometimes you have to manipulate people that are dear to you because in the end, there's a war happening. So Tiana, I recommend you finish it. I think you will love it. Also, this Draco is just amazing. Okay. <clears throat> yes, yes, yes. Moving on. Ugh, ugh, ugh. Moving on so we can continue with our seven of our podcast. Yes, moving <laughs> on. <laughs> My next one, number four. So six was woke up on the wrong side of reality. We talked about that. Five, isolation. We talked about that. My number four is something beautiful in return. Georgie, no reaction? No, I like it. I just don't like it as much as you, but I knew you would have it on your list because you really loved this thing. You know what, guys? I think maybe something beautiful in return is is my equivalent to uh, divination for skeptics for Diana. Like, it's not that I don't understand. I just don't understand why that much. But I, but every time she talks about it, I'm like, no, but it's pretty great. Yep. Okay. Something beautiful in return. Mm-hmm. Uh, by Smith and Barrow Man. It is not, and as I, you know, as I said at the beginning, it is not necessarily the biggest masterpiece. It's not necessarily the most, you know, interesting from from an, a plot point of view. But the feels, the feels, ladies and gentlemen. It is a very, very high for me. Also, the first sex, the sex scene is literally the longest, hottest sex scene I've ever read. Uh, 110,000 words. Summary. A betrayal of the worst kind has Hermione Granger seeking a place of solitude where she can leave the world behind and be by herself. All Draco Malfoy wants is privacy and his name to be forgotten. But is that the only thing they both want? <clears throat> so Ron cheats on Hermione. Hermione is suffering a lot. And she finds this home that is isolated somewhere, on a hill or on a mountain, whatever. And she, um, she goes there. She doesn't tell anyone where she's going uh, because she just wants a break from everything. It turns out that this house belongs to Draco Malfoy, who lives a little bit higher up the mountain in his own place of solitude, where he separates from the world. And you find out from the beginning already that he has been in love with her for a very long time, and that he absolutely worships her. I, I think that's the right word. And he cannot believe he's very, very angry at Ron. He cannot believe that he, he could do that to a woman like Hermione. And at some point he realizes that the person that has moved into the house, the same, you know, com- house complex, whatever, yeah. um, is, is Hermione because he, he sees her on, on the beach. And slowly but surely they start spending more time together, cooking together, 
him playing the piano for her and and she she finds um, a lot of support in him and they yeah he I mean he's already head over heels for her but she she starts letting him in more and more and falls in love with him he's very patient and very very caring very 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 nurturing very supportive very understanding very everything <clears throat> and probably I think this is why, why I like it so much and um, he waits for her you know to be able to get over what has happened so he gives her time um, he gives her also space um, to to some degree and the first time they actually have sex is is amazing is really really it's one of my my favorite um sex nights ever that was yeah. ever written in the dream I knew about them. It just Diana says to me, where she reads the thing, Diana, uh, Georgie, you will love the sex scene. And I was like, how good can it be? We have read literally, I don't want to say hundreds, but at this point it feels like hundreds. And I started reading it and it I like the fake well enough, but whatever. And then I read the sex scene. I was like, oh my God, it is amazing. It just kept going and going, but not in a way where you were like, oh, they keep having sex in a way where you were like excited and it was just so well written. And I was just like, oh my God, it just keeps getting better. So yes, I'm the sex scene, hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it for me. Something beautiful in return. Smith and yeah. Barrowman. Smith and Barrowman, which by the way, for the longest time, we kept reading it as Smith and Barrow Woman. But it was like every time both of us. Um, my next one is not a surprise. It is an obvious choice. Diana, please prepare to roll your eyes as you 100% knew that I would have this on my list. Uh-huh. It is. No, it's not that one. I included it last week. I'm not going to include it again. Clean oh. and marked by Livy Blake. Ah, yes. I know you knew. Uh, so Clean and Marked are um, part of a series. Um, Olivia Blake is a very popular writer. She no longer writes in the fandom because she is now a published um, author. But um, this one is um, two works in a series of three. I never did read the three, third one because it does not have Hermione and Draco. It is 118,000 words, respectively 178,000 words, 31 plus 39 chapters, the second one. So basically um, what it happens is the following. Malfoy's handsome face uh, was contoured into a condescending smirk. No faith in that giant brain of yours, Granger. She looked up at him defiantly. Maybe I don't have faith in you, she said, raising her voice. Malfoy only uh, looked at her. You'll find I'm very surprising. It's a Dramini you, year six. So clean is the year six with a slow burn and a killer twist. Book first of this world or any other series. Then um, the, the little synopsis for Marked is sixth year, Hermione and Draco get partnered for a potions project. Their relationship develops over time. He joins them on the hunt for Horcruxes, the way, um, the way that Draco loves her and is devoted to her and dotes on her. And it is a soulmate AU. Um, and the whole thing in this world or any other is a hint at what that means. Um, I will never, ever stop thinking about it, talking about it. You can think that the ending is not a happy ending just because the way that it it's written. It's true. Something does happen. I mentioned to Diana. Diana did not read Marked, but I 
find it that the whole idea of soulmates, um, which we can agree or disagree whether we like or don't like, but the whole idea of soulmates and why I enjoy it so much is because if you believe in this uh, synopsis that if you someone is meant for you, you will find each other in different lives, then the ending makes sense because without spoiling too much, they do end up together in a different life. So they're meant to constantly come back to each other. Um, I loved, um, Diana said it very well with the Hermione in Apple Pies and Other Amends that she's very assertive about how she feels and how she wants to be in a relationship, even when Draco doesn't. I find that both of them in this uh, fic, once they realize their true feelings for each other, they are very into their relationship and they're very honest and open about their feelings for each other. I will now stop talking about Clean and Mark as I have talked about them ad nauseum, but I just love it so much. Mm-hmm. Okay, Diana. I think it's one of the biggest loves in the in all the Dream Mining fandom, don't you think? I, I think so too. Yeah, and I like this Draco very much. So I read Clean, and this Draco is very, very nice. It, he reminds me of the Draco from Woke Up on the Wrong Side of Reality to some degree. Would you agree? Yes. <laughs> excellent, excellent, excellent. Yes, I totally agree. Right. My number. Number three, is it? Yeah. Yes, number three, Georgie, Tremble and Depart by Dark of the Moon. I'm not surprised. I know, I know, right? I am. I was also very surprised, but I don't know. Whenever I think of this, I, I get this warm feeling in my chest. And I said, okay, I'm going to put it at number two. Um, Tremble and Depart, Dark of the Moon, 140,000 words. Mm-hmm. Mm. Summary. Draco Lucius Malfoy, Death Eater, Disposable. Life on probation at the ministry meant keeping his head down and his mouth shut. On his first field assignment, he's tasked with investigating an abandoned Death Eater manor, hiding more than a few secrets in its walls. Stuck to the only witch who agreed to work with him. Ah. It is... Oh, I don't want to spoil too much, but Draco, I know it's so hard. Yeah, it's very yeah. Uh, Draco is very sweet, so they spend they have this you know forced proximity again or close yeah. proximity is close <laughs> forced proximity. It's a forced on and this mission, and they they spend this time together and they help each other out, and you see how it is very hard for for Draco to stay away from her and it's the same for her actually which is surprising and it's somewhere somewhere halfway through the book you find out something that is so heartwarming and so beautiful that it makes everything worth it and that house that manor is a puzzle and it is meant to be a puzzle by the person mm-hmm. who built it and they have all these challenges and it's nice how they take turns in helping each other out um she also <laughs> cooks uh, for him in that house and this is something that I, I don't know why but i but i like it and mm-hmm. when they you know talk and confess a few things to to each other is also very very beautiful and the the scene and the context in which they do that is, is also very very nice mm-hmm. and the first time they have sex is also very beautiful 
Amazing. Again, yet again, something incredible. And when I say incredible, people, I will, we've read so many sex scenes. So you said not hundreds, but I think it's hundreds, Georgie, because I think it is. Because we've read more than a hundred um, fanfics, and each of yeah. them has several. So most of them have several sex scenes in them. So I think yeah. we're already in the hundreds. And, and, and we've reread, and we've reread Remain Nameless at least three plus times each. So that alone is in the hundreds. Just Remain Nameless in the reread. I am at the fifteenth time that I read Remain reread Remain Nameless. It's already gone into stupidity from my part, but I cannot so- stop. Everyone, this is this is the moment in the podcast where we uh, stage an intervention for Diana. <laughs> now to this a year into the podcast. Oh my goodness, no, no. But when I think about it, I'm like, this, yeah, this is not normal. You need to stop. But okay, so hear me out, everyone who's listening. If you if you've stayed this long, congratulations. We are now in our 155 of this episode. <laughs> We're so sorry, but we have so many thoughts. Send us emails at uh, thedramainipodcast at gmail.com with the fic that you have read the most and what you love about it. Mm, I would love if you did that, guys. Like the fic that you guys just, you either read constantly the whole fic or scenes or whatever, just tell us why. We will not judge you as you have clearly heard who are we need to judge when we have done that. Or the one that you thought about the most, right? Because there are people who really can can't read the same fix several times. So the one that you you think about the most. Okay, Georgie, it's your turn, I think. So I just wanted to mention Tremble in the party. I did enjoy it as well. Um, not as much as Diana, but it is a very good fic. And she is a fantastic writer. Dark of the Moon, right? Dark of the Moon, yes. And she has amazing fix. Um, my next choice is um, um, very different. Um, and it has an amazing Hermione and an amazing story. And it's written by, I think, one of the most complex writers in this uh, fandom. It, it is The Green Girl by Colubrina. I believe that you have it in our top 10. Do since I've read it, I've not stopped talking, thinking about it. So, The Green Girl by Colubrina, 141,000 words, 21 chapters. So, in this one, Hermione is sorted into Slytherin. How will things play out differently when the brains of the Golden Trio has different friends? It is obviously an A. Listen, it is Slytherin Hermione. Um, you find out what would have happened in Harry Potter if she would have been part of Slytherins. Uh, Hermione is a pairing. It is very smartly written. Um, it is basically a rewrite of everything that happens in Harry Potter. So with very important scenes um, that make sense once you find out that she's a Slytherin in this world. Um, I like because Colubrina is a very political writer. She writes about the injustices of the world and how things are not fair and everything else. I find this Hermione super smart and cunning and um, unforgiving and fierce. And I just love, I just love it so much. And the fact that in the end, she is smarter than everyone else. Voldemort included all of them is just Honestly, reason enough to have it in my top 10. I talked about it in my favorite Jermaine, uh podcast. Uh, and I also talked about, yeah, my favorite, oh my God, favorite Hermione's 
<laughs> and also when we were talking about what we've been reading lately. So I have, I read it recently and I haven't stopped talking about it since then. So maybe a year from now, if we still do this podcast, things will change. But as of right now, it's on my mind constantly. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. I had to surprise you as well. Yes. I had to have a little. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Um, Georgie, how many do you have left in your top 10 of 12? All right. Hold on. One, two, two, four. Yeah. Okay. So I have two. I know for sure that the first one is the same for both of us. Uh Do you want to go to the next two ones of yours? Yes. I can definitely do that. Uh, and I will make it short because we've talked about them in the past. So yes. my next one is Timeless by Alexandra underscore Emerson. Yes. 325,000 words, 51 chapters. So Draco, Draco breaks a time turner and starts jumping around in time, very similar to the premise of the time traveler's wife. At first, when he sees he's buried to her mind in the future, he's fortified and fights against it any way he can. But the love he sees in the future is unlike anything he's ever imagined for himself. Meanwhile, his future self is coming to the past to charm Hermione. When they both meet up in the same time, it gets fun because they each know different versions of the other person well, but have limited experience with the person in this time. It is a story that has a lot of side plots and alternate point of views with Harry, Ron, Ginny, Blaze, Theo, Daphne, Astoria, Lucius, and Narcissa. And it begins two years after the war. Everything in all seven books happened besides the epilogue. And it is one of the most, so it's part of the timeless universe, by the way. So the first one is timeless. The next one is another way, which is basically timeless. But what would happen if Draco chose to forget? And it will make sense if you actually read it. When it breaks, which is a look in the future as Scorpius. And another one she's writing uh, currently, which is a whip where in this one, Hermione breaks a time turner. So it is very complex universe. I don't recommend that you read it if you don't read constantly a fic so this is not the kind of fic where you read today and then two weeks you pick it up because I was reading it um basically every day and I had to go back and forth back and forth it's very complex it does not have easy characters it does not have shades of white and black it has a lot of shades of gray it has one of the most complex Hermione's that I've ever read um and Draco's and Lucius and Narcissa's and just basically everyone is just And it talks about how at different points in our lives, we make different decisions and how that affects us. And I've talked about it enough so many times, but I I don't think I will read it again. And I'll tell you why, because it basically broke my heart the whole time. Like I knew it was a happy ending. You after kept saying, don't you worry guys, it's a happy ending. I promise you, I wouldn't get Mm -hmm. you just dirty, but it broke my heart. It was as if I was going through their heartbreak and I don't know that I'm emotionally prepared in a year, two and a half of a pandemic <laughs> to read this, but yeah. And it, uh, it's the, it's, and it has so many quotable moments and, and scenes that I just, so anyway, read Timeless. Mm-hmm. Very nice, Georgie. To switch it up a little bit. Uh, I just wanted to mention one more that we've talked about very recently. Uh, so my next one is Draco Malfoy and the Mortifying Ordeal of Being in Love by It's Self-Care. It has 200,000 words, 36 chapters. So um, we've read this very recently, but I'm 
I'll tell you why I put on my list. Uh, so it says, Hermione straddles the muggle and magical worlds as a medical researcher. Oh, Tati, by the way, this also should have been in that email, but obviously I did a really poor job of putting that email together. So in this one, Hermione straddles the muggle and magical world as a medical researcher and healer about to make a big discovery. Draco's an aura assigned to protect her from forces unknown to both of their displeasure. Features the hyper-competent, fiery Hermione and a lazy, dangerous Draco. Slow burn. I don't think he's lazy at all. We talked about that. Um, so the author says, this is a story that I wanted to read, but it didn't quite seem to exist yet. So I had to be the change I wish to see in the world. Um, Canon has been unapologetically picked over for the good bits, Colicon Canon Divergent, and tonally she said that her writing is inspired by the works of Jerome K. Jerome, B.G. Woodhouse, Saki, Dickens, Thackeray, and of course, Jane, the inimitable Jane Austen. Um, it is 200,000 words where honestly the focus is on Hermione and Draco. I think we can count on one hand the amount of times that it featured other characters. It has one of my favorite banters between the two. They are both, honestly, they're both so smart. They're, they're both so right there with each other. Um, very similar to uh, From Wilshire with Love. Uh, not as deep because these Draco and Hermione's are now in the future when they're in their late 30s, early 40s. So the redeeming, if you will, has already happened. Uh, they've moved on from those things. So it's not deep in the sense that Wilshire would love is where you talk about things that are currently happening, but at the current level of their maturity is I dug the banter a lot. And it's for Fizzering is just the two of them most of the time. I was not bored one second and it is funny and entertaining. And we've talked about it in the best turbines and the things we've read recently and a bunch of other times. So I love, 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 love it. Best Hermione's. Best Hermione's. And also when we were, um, did we talk about it? We were talking about the things we've, the fics we've read recently, like the last couple of months. I think so. Anyway, okay. it's it's really, really good. So I couldn't stop reading it. It was yeah. a page turner. Um, yeah. Okay. Oh, do you want to mention that we both have two left? Two left. Okay. I was thinking, should we mention now the honorable mentions? No, let's mention them after. After, okay. My oh. second one is static. Ladies and gentlemen, I can static for me is so I I I just read it again recently mm -hmm. yesterday I finished it I probably the I don't know tenth time uh, it's short it has uh, seventy six thousand words and I mean short compared to the other ones that we've mentioned the summary mm -hmm. is the following it's on fanfic. Oh, sorry, on fanfiction.net. A static by Galfoy, the Order rescues Draco and Lucius Malfoy after Lord Voldemort turned on them. All the safe houses are full and Hermione Granger is the only one who can take them in. Will she agree after having suffered a drastic nervous breakdown? So I think it's 65 to 70% from Draco's point of view. Yeah, I would say so mostly. And guys... I, this one and the one that is number one, which is not a secret, which one is number one for both of us? 
Yeah. These ones give me the most feels. Yeah. It is perfect. So if I would write a fic, it would be like static and how Draco sees Hermione and how he changes, um, how he redeems himself um, and at the same time fall, falls in love with her. She is perfect, I would say. She's a healer, again. It's mm -hmm. that type of character that you trust 100%. She's kind, caring, forgiving, and with her personality and her forgiveness and her giving Draco and Lucius a second chance, how she, they both change and they become wonderful people themselves. Mm -hmm. It is absolutely beautiful. I love it. It yeah. is perfect for me, at least, the way that things happen, the way that Draco sees Hermione and the way that he changes while getting to know her and falling in love with her is absolutely perfect. It is not a masterpiece, though, right? So I don't think that necessarily the way that it's written is that, that the writing is the best or that the characters are the deepest or whatever, but what happens and how... how yeah, so it gives me the feels, and it's my second of all time, and I've read it yeah. several times, which I think says a lot about it. <laughs> I think at one point you even said that it might be above your your number one and my number one, and I was like, whoa, that is some serious stuff. My, you know why, Georgie? Because I read, so even now, I read it, it's, I don't know, I, I've read it very, very many times, also because it's shorter, and it's very satisfying. Yeah. I get the chills when I read those things. So these are exactly those things that I ship. Yeah. 100%. Yep. I, I agree. The only reason why I honestly never put static on my list is because I will always put static on your list because it would be on my top as well. No, honestly, it would be because it is it is really good. You're 100% right about everything. It is feels, it is, it is shorter, so it's easier to read and reread. Um, and it's just like characters written in a way that we didn't read until when we read them in static. And I think she's fantastic. And all her other uh, writings are awesome too. Yeah. 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 I read all her, I think she has seven fics. I mm -hmm. read all of them. Yeah. And they're, they were all worth it. But this one is the crowning. Yes. Oh, yeah. Her best for sure. Oh, what a good choice. I was not surprised, but I am pleased that static is always in the top because it deserves to be. And guys, take it from me who hates fanfiction.net. It is so good. It is worth going to fanfiction.net. Yes. Okay. My number two is not a surprise. I'm currently rereading it. Listen, it doesn't have to make sense, but it is Cruel and Beautiful World by Lena mm -hmm. Foria. I just have a thing with this thing. So it is currently on um, nowhere to be found online. Maybe on Reddit, I think it's on a drive. But if you want, you can also uh, email us and we will send it to you at the podcast at gmail.com. So it is 417,000 words, 50 chapters. To paraphrase uh, a living legend, uh, aka Diana, is it the best writing? <laughs> no, it isn't. But it's one of my favorites. 
Um, so after years of captivity, Hermione Granger fights her way onto the streets of Voldemort's London with only the knife in her pocket and the blood on her hands. There's a checkpoint on every corner, corner a curfew enforced by Voldemort's most trusted followers, and the only way back to the boy who lived is through the Death Eater, Death Eater who let her be captured in the first place. I will tell you this, guys, I say it every time I talk about this thing, it is not an easy read. It has a lot of trigger warnings proceed with caution. It is talks about some very hard subjects that you might not want to read. So um, if you don't find the descriptions or whatever in the link we sent you or that you have, email me and I'll let you know um, what the trigger warnings are just so you know. Um, I love it so much. And I think if it, if I wouldn't have loved the part where their relationship developed so much, I don't think I would have continued to read the rest of it because it's not like I said it's not the best writing there are some moments where everything is forgiven very easily uh, in a way that it's not believable but um the way that she writes how even though she doesn't trust him she begins to depend on him um in the beginning and and depend on his um on his promise that he'll keep her safe um, made me want to basically finish reading it. Um, so basically she stays with him for a couple of months. They develop a relationship. Um, you find out that Draco has been slowly but surely sabotaging, uh, Voldemort all these years, um, and trying to do the best that he can in the situation he has. Um, uh, but they fall in love with each other. And then in the second part, you have Draco and Hermione basically with the order. And I also love the fact that even though he obviously does not want to be there, he basically hates everyone and he thinks they all suck. He somehow reluctantly becomes a mentor. He becomes a trainer. Um, he gets really good friends that are not Harry or Ron. It's actually, believe it or not, Ernie. Um, and they have such a lovely relationship. And even though most of the time he does not want to be there, he's just so happy to be there with her that the other things don't matter. And this is a very typical trope in, um, I think, a lot of romance novels, which is a sunshine grumpy trope, right? So this falls underneath that in the sense that Draco doesn't like anyone but Hermione, but because of her, he ends up reluctantly being friends and caring for so many people. And, and I know it's not easy to read someone who does not like any of your friends or whatever, but for her, he does. And I'm currently rereading it. I'm having a great time. Mm. That's, it. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Well, Georgie, number one, I don't even, we just name it and then move on <laughs> because we have an episode dedicated to this absolute heavenly outer worldly marvelous brilliant fanfic called well so far you already know what the fanfic is but let's pretend and, and mention it like let's it. say let's let's say it at the same time three two one go Re remain nameless by hey june 19 <laughs> Georgie, honestly, let's not talk about it anymore because no. there is not an episode where we haven't mentioned it, at least in passing. I think everyone is rolling their eyes right now. Please, if you guys are driving, pay attention to the road. Stop rolling your eyes. <laughs> Listen, we love it. You know already why we love it. If you took a drink every time we mentioned Remain Nameless, you probably have alcohol poisoning at this point. Right now. Yes. 
Okay. Listen to the episode dedicated to it if you want to know why we love it so much and also to every other episode because we find a way to mention it in every episode. Okay, Diana. Oh, you know what I wanted to mention? Um, I wanted to mention we you were talking earlier when we were talking about weight and hope and beginning and end, and you said that for you it's the one that drops and it dropped the most or whatever. So for me, I, I don't want to talk about it negatively, but for me, I think that when we read it, we dedicated a whole episode to it. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. It was Prescott to Jure for uh and now I barely think about it. Yeah. Which is crazy because we were like, yeah, let's do an episode about it. It was so impactful at the time and I almost never think about it. So it's in the same vein with beginning and end and wait and hope for, for you. Yes, I, I agree. But it gave me so many feels. That- yes. And again, so we were so, so into it and so excited about it. They dedicated a whole episode. And I think absolutely everyone in the Food Like Stream Mind should read Prescott Toujours. Absolutely. I'm almost sure that you're going to love it. But it is interesting that we didn't go back to it. Yeah. But also because it's very complex, charging, and it's it's not necessarily an easy read because so you know there's two parallel timelines, uh, not parallel times. So there's two stories. Past and present, yeah. Right? So something that happens in the Marauders era, the story, and then it's intertwined. Yeah, maybe that's why present. So in the eighth year, and what happens in the past is you know you 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 know that it's gonna have a that that story yeah. is gonna have have a not so happy ending yeah so it's angsty somehow but it's also beautiful so i, I totally it, recommend it the fact that it's not in the oh, yeah. doesn't mean that it's so it's not worth reading on the in the on the contrary yeah. i have 100 percent. okay so I have two more lists that I just want to read out. So I'm not going to go into the what happens in the fix. So one is honorable mentions. So things that um, fix that are absolutely marvelous, but I didn't make the top 10. And then the fix that I had in my previous top, the one from episode two, but uh, that I haven't mentioned and that are not in the top. Okay. Sounds so good. Do. Go ahead, whichever one you want. Yeah, so uh, last time um, I also had Mint Breath's uh, Battle Scars by Onyx and Elm, which is absolutely amazing and is totally worth reading. The Gloriana set by TB Moon, TB Moon, uh, Somewhere Down the Line by Nefizo, and This Too is Sacred by Heart of Aspen. Uh, George, you don't have to, um, I'm just going to copy paste them in your list, so you don't have to. Excellent. Thank you very much. What was after the Gloriana set? Can you say one more time? Uh, yes. Somewhere Down the Line by Nefizel. So if you like Beginning and End, I might be writing Somewhere Down the Line by Nefizel is your pick as well. Yeah. And this too is Sacred with uh, Pure Blood Hermione. So those ones uh, I had in my previous top of, uh, from mm-hmm. a year ago, and they, they didn't make the top right now. And then yep. I have some honorable mentions, if I may, Georgie. Of course. Please Georgie, go ahead. Go through yours. No, no, no. You go first. You go first. Yeah. So one of them is Bring Him to His Knees by Music. Uh, Bring Him to His Knees. It's very, very interesting. We were extremely excited uh, back yeah. then. We dedicated an episode. But right now, after reading so many others, I I couldn't include it in the top because there were so, so many that um, 
that were yeah. so agree. But then I find that to some degree the relationship in um in bring him to his knees is a little bit toxic. I don't know if you you agree, a little bit dependent, a lot of attachment there, but yes. it's, it's a fig that must be read up yes. soon. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. And the sex scenes are unparalleled. Yeah. And they're very, very different. So it, absolutely. So bring him to his knees is, is, a, is a must read. The disappearances of Draco Malfoy. And again, Georgie, don't worry, I'm going to copy paste them in the list. The disappearances of Draco Malfoy, an absolute must read. Um, Georgie has still not read it, but it, it's a must. So Draco's it's the best redemption arc that I've read so far. And mm-hmm smart though and this is why I think it didn't make my top so uh, The Disappearances of Draco Malfoy by Speechwriter. Love in the Time of a Zombie Apocalypse by Rizzle Wright mm-hmm. I, I haven't finished it but it's similar to Manacled kind of um, I, and um, it's like a, an American movie with zombies but it's kind of much better than that <laughs> Um, so it's, it's it's really worth reading. Uh, the Sacrifices We Make by L.R. Earl, uh, L.R. underscore Earl. The Sacrifices We Make. What a great oh, Yes, with Werewolf Draco. It's really, 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 really good. And Looking Glass by Kiono Miko. So I, I really wanted to add, uh, you know, Kiono Miko and the Honorable Mentions because everything that she writes is, is beautiful. We've mentioned several times other fics of her, so check her out if you haven't. Uh, Looking Glass, in, I think, has the most kudos and I think is her best one, but she has at least three other ones that uh, are absolutely worth reading. As yeah. Well. Yes. So I will, uh, I will go over my Honorable Mentions. So before we go over fix, I wanted to, since you uh, gave a shout out to Kionomiko, I also wanted to recommend Vofas Tudum, which is one of my favorite fanfic writers. And just because I didn't talk about any of her fix today doesn't mean they're not amazing, but we had to like, you know, fit only a certain number, et cetera, et cetera. So Vofas Tudum writes some amazing, amazing fix, and I definitely recommend her. I have, um, my honorable mentions are all under, um, under four, no, like under 10 chapters, I think. They're very short. I also think about them constantly, but I couldn't include them in the best of all time just because, well, they're short. The first one is the Le Pelerine by Pacific Rimbot. Uh, 10,000 words, one chapter. Um, I can't talk enough about this one. Basically, it's um, Hermione stumbles upon Draco in Paris, and it is all of the field, as Diana would say. Uh, ties that bind or conjunctionis ligavaris by tattoos and high heeled shoes. Uh, by the way, we've talked. I've talked about these sticks in the past, and Diana has as well. So if you go in the master list, you'll definitely find a link to them. Uh, in this one is two chapters, twenty one thousand words. Um, in this one, it is my favorite, one of my favorites of all times. It is where a marriage law that has a little bit of a twist. Uh, but a very interesting twist and it ends lovely. Uh, the next one is another one by Pacific Rimbaud. It's called I'm Never Lonely When I'm With You. It's one chapter. Uh, in this one, Hermione goes to uh, Cambridge, which is a Muggle university, and decides to rent a room, which turns out to be um, a room in Draco's house, which is some of the best banter in back and forth and relationship development I've seen. 
And for an, a chapter, she did an amazing job. Fall Silent by Fractured, mm -hmm. which we loved. And it's the one where Draco wants a future, a different future from the one his parents have to expect him to lead. And it is a story of growth, friendship, and uh, thwarted romance. Another one, which is a uh, Muggle AU, The Weather Outside is Frightful by One Equal Temper. It is a very long one chapter, but in this one, Hermione gets a, her car stuck in a freaky storm and is rescued by Draco. So it is 100% muggle. Trust me on this. It is amazing, amazing, amazing. I also recommend Be My Baby by One Equal Temper, which is a whip. Again, amazing. And the last one I wanted to mention, Tiana, do not giggle at me, but I wanted to give another honorable mention to the cutest little fic that has ever existed, The Potion's Mouse. Bye. <laughs> Misdemeanor 1331. Yes, Draco Malfoy is a potions professor and a precocious mouse is saved from certain death by him. And let me tell you, it is adorable. Okay, I'm done. Oh, I have to talk about the ones that I did not have in my top I included last year. Sorry, mm -hmm. sorry, sorry. So I... Uh, the only one I didn't have was the Gloriana set and um, Divination for Skeptics. But every single other one I had on the list. Nice. Well done. Good job, Diana. Good job, Georgie. I am yes. proud of us. <laughs> so, yeah. Thank you for a lovely episode. I think we have uh, established everything we wanted to, and we did it in less than 10 hours, in only <laughs> 9.5. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Well done. Well done. Uh, what is our next episode going to be? Do you want to share with everyone and how we're going to record that? Yeah, I think, uh, please, you do. <gasps> oh, guys, so... I don't know if you can tell from listening to us, but our best episodes we feel are like when we are face to face in person, not face to face on Zoom. And next month, if all goes according to plan, Diana and I will be recording that episode in person. And it will be our favorite side characters episode, <laughs> which I know that we read Hermione for Draco and Hermione, but sometimes some side characters sneak into our little hearts. And I think maybe Diana's not so much as mine, but I think she's indulging me in this episode. <laughs> I am actually, yes, you're right. You're very right about that. That's because I love you. Yes, yeah, because I have so many side characters I love. Yes, and we will be recording face-to-face. -face. We are meeting for a friend's wedding and we are going to be recording face-to-face -face, and we are so excited and we hope that you will listen to our side character episode. So don't forget, we want to hear from you guys. What is your favorite Germany book of fiction? that you have read and reread. What is your most honorable moment? What is your most thought about moment? What is the theme that just every time you have a little, like a little emptiness in your head, it just pops in there? Like grooming <laughs> nameless does for us every single day. We want to hear about them. Please share them with us. Yes, yes, yes. We want to hear about all of them. All of them. Yes. Yeah. I find, Georgie, that this episode um, is full of very 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 valuable recommendations on the other hand i must acknowledge the fact that nothing we mentioned uh, is new is new i know yeah but we can't have new ones if we like obviously it's going to be the ones we've talked about ad nauseum 
there is there are two fanfics that I am that I have on my list that have absolutely great great um, reviews, um, and one of them is that the one that you mentioned, the algorithm, um, mm-hmm. which has huge potential apparently, and then the other one is about love and other accidents. Is it? Oh yes, 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 yes. Love and other historical accidents by um or magical. I think it's yeah, or, other magic. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Let me see. Let me see. Mm. Yes, historical. So you're right. Love and other historical accidents. It has it has really, really good um reviews. Um, and I read the comments. People are going crazy about uh, fans are going crazy about this fic. Uh, it might be that there's too much miscommunication for my taste, but um, I think we will we will read it and and talk about it at some point. Yes, and I think Diana, we should mention, I think after the next episode in June, we're going to take a summer break because I do want to prepare people. I don't want them to get to the end of next month's episode and they're like, wait, what do you mean? So we were thinking about taking a little bit of a break in the summertime to give us time to read new fix Mm. and to talk about things that we haven't talked about in the past. We are very well aware that the last couple of episodes, it's just impossible to not talk about the same ones. I mean, our favorite Dracos and our favorite Hermione's are the reason why our favorite fix of all times were discussed today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're going to, I think, take a little bit of a break as well to um, to have some time to discover some new fix. So I hope you guys are getting emotionally prepared from now. But we promise we won't stay away long. Mm-hmm. Yes, we can't. <laughs> yes, that's true. George, happy birthday for tomorrow. I uh, will uh, talk to you tomorrow again. And everyone, um, Georgie will kindly update the list. Yes, I will. In about a week or so. And we cannot wait to hear from you. We love you very, very much. Thank you so, so much for listening, for dedicating us the time of day. (laughs) And we would love to to hear from you. No matter what, what, whatever is on your mind, just tell us. Let us know. Tell us, yeah. And thank you for being here with us for the last year and making it the most awesome journey ever and for making us feel like we are not alone in this little corner of the world that we all enjoy together. Mm-hmm. Yes, which means very much in our lives. It is yes, a little corner, but it's actually very significant. Yeah. And uh, Georgie, I want I have a, an ask. I know that you listen to the episode. Do you uh-huh. read to the episode? Can you please tell me at what minute we actually start talking about the top? It should be, I think, minute 25 approximately. But if people don't want to listen to the, you know, to the emails before to the to us reading but talking about the emails, maybe we can also give that, you know. Oh, put in the description of the episode. Excellent. Yeah, I can do that so we can edit it accordingly and then yeah, you got it. We'll do. Yes, whenever that that happens, I can add it later. Everyone, thank you very, very much. Have a lovely day. And until the next episode, which makes Georgie very excited, which is the best site characters. This is also um, a recommendation from a fan, correct? Yes, 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 yes. yes. It's from uh, from M. From M. Okay, thank you, M. (laughs) All right, everyone. All the best to you. Bye.